Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Halden. I'm Benjamin Halden. I sound very poorly today and it's because I am very poorly today, but we're still doing a podcast. So please excuse my husky voice. It's really not sounding too good at the moment. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back to... The, how many weeks are we... Did we miss we, any we've, weeks? We've not done a podcast for three weeks. But, but did we miss any? Nope. Look at that. I think Look we missed out. one week this year, have we, Carl? Yep, just the one. We would have actually... It would have been this week's that we missed, but we came home three days early. Yeah, but I was going to plant another podcast yeah. on my own, wasn't I? So. But it would have been, it would have been yeah. Thursday's, tomorrow's episode. We're not going to speak too much about Everest and Basecamp this week because mm-hmm. we're doing a special episode with... Lucy Holden and Meg Davis next Monday. Oh, we've never been referred to as that before. What do you mean? Lucy Davis, uh, Lucy Holden and, and Meg Davis. Davis. Yeah. Not the Davis sisters the anymore. Davis. I mean, we were when we were away. Mm-hmm. We had some nicknames, you know, that people gave us. Can I just share the nicknames? <laughs> Me and Meg were quite, we were quite, you know, fit in our group. And the other group members. So we were either called the Cyber Sisters. Why? Just because we were just really far ahead. Steroid sisters. Why cyber sisters are? Because we had um, Oakley sunglasses on with like a connection wire thing. Yeah. And the wires st- were sticking out uh. our buffs like this. It looked like AI. So it's like we were like robotic, like how fast we were. And then it was the steroid sisters. Oh. <laughs> we were just really just, we had a lot of energy. We were quite, we were quite good on you, the trek. You returned to your old name of D-Ball Davis. D-Ball Davis. Um, so it's steroid sisters, cyber sisters. Um, there's a few more. Meg will have to just <laughs> relay them. But that's what we were known as. I can't remember what else it was. They were like, oh, that AG1 you're taking. It's obviously got something Oh, yeah, in that's, it. That's, what's, that's what's making you steam ahead. It's not the, the countless years of fitness in the gym and training and running. It's just that AG1. Yeah, it was the AG1. The AG1 actually did help, though. That's not even an ad. They freaking, you want all those nutrients. But anyway, we won't yeah, talk about this week. Pills, yeah. We won't um, talk about it this week. We're going to discuss it next week with Meg because we were going to do it today, but I get Meg's point of just needing a little bit yeah. more time to absorb everything. Like I've had a very slow couple of two days, an emotional two days, and just been crying a lot. Mm. So I think we just, we do it next week when we're more level-headed. Time, just integrate back into society is normal as well when you've been away for a long time and yeah. trying to throw yourself back in. Yeah. What's up and doing everything around the house. Do you know what? I actually came back... And then at the house was spotless. Like oh, the yeah. washing was done. Oh yeah. He had hoovered. However, what did I do? What did I put in the washing oh, machine? Oh my fucking Christ. <laughs> Cal, do you know about this? Uh, so I got back late Monday night and I just thought I'm going to put all my stuff in the wash now because it's just, it honestly fucking hummed. Like the smell was just not okay. So I was like, I'm going to shove it all in then we can relax a bit. I went to the wash basket, I opened it because there's a few bits that you just hadn't taken out and I pulled out a little tablet and I said, what is that? I was like, why is that in in the washing basket? And you were like, "Is it? it's a washing tab. It's a fucking dishwasher tab. It doesn't fucking matter. No, it? Ben, it doesn't matter. It's like washing ben, your hair with body wash. It still does the same thing. That's not true. Right, we have washing tablets next to the no, washing machine. No, we don't. No, we don't. On what, a shelf. What we, what we have is Lucy, Lucy takes everything out of its packets and puts it into glass jars. With labels? Everything. No, no, no. With labels? No. They have labels. They don't have labels. Okay, let me just continue. So I open... I pull it out. I say to Ben, I was like, what's that? And he's like, it's a washing tablet. I, it's a fucking dishwasher tablet. <laughs> I was like, have you been using that for your clothes? He said, yeah. 
And I was like, they literally live under the sink. I was like, we've got washing tablets next to the washer. But Ben was Ben was just so like yeah, I was like, what have your clothes... You've not been cleaning your clothes for the past three weeks. It's still soap. It's still clean. No, it's them. not. Yeah, it is. Dishwash- yeah, it's salt though, isn't it? It's not. What it, do you mean? It's dishwasher tablets are not the same as washing it's washing soap. tablets. It's still clean. It's them. not. Luke, it's like lime What do you think people scale. used to do with the clothes years ago? They used to get a bar of soap and just clean clothes. Yeah, but you've it's not, still it's not clothes. salt. What do you mean <laughs> it's not soap? soap. It's salt. It is soap as well. Cal. I mean, it's majority like salt, I think, to make the water less hard. It's, but it had big yellow soap things in as well, our ones. They weren't, they weren't like those blocks of powder. They had they have gel in them, which is the soap. Yeah, they're a little bit nice and dishwashing nice tablets. Anyway. Ben, can you share that is the nice moment, DM message you Oh, got yeah. God, Jesus Christ. I was, Chris, a bit of context for the I was at Chris Williamson's show the other day, and basically I tagged Lucy in a post, and it was... I thought it was hilarious, by the way. I, I didn't know whether you could put cream in with the whitewash, because Lucy usually does all the, the washing. Um... Also, by the way, that's not even a sexist thing. I just do do yeah. the washing. I don't mind doing it. Ben does all the cooking. Like it's and not, the and the gardening, yeah. it's not. It just annoys people. Are just fucking <laughs> so pathetic. But, you know, so Ben had Google searched, can I put cream clothes in with a white wash and put like, haha, Lucy Davis, at Lucy Davis Fit, come home. And I thought, fucking hilarious. Everyone else thought it was hilarious. And then some girl Except this one girl. Is this why you want her back? Really? Disgusting. Stay home while she's conquering the world. This is where you deserve to be and where she deserves to be on top of the world. You have so many complexes because she is more successful than you. Start therapy. I mean, if anyone needs to start therapy, if this is offended you got by me saying, Lucy, does the cream wash go in with the white wash? You need to fucking think about therapy yourself. And also that wasn't... I just, re- I just replied like... saying, fuck off, you gimp. <laughs> but like also... It was a funny, it was so freaking funny and I needed a bit of a laugh when yeah. I was away. I know that's not the sole reason Ben wanted me home. Like, I'm not offended. Yeah, also, are people going to get offended because I kill the spiders and do the gardening? And I just... It's just, uh, yeah, some people are super woke. Yeah, so Ben was washing the clothes with dishwashing tablets. <laughs> yeah. um, well, so, some people I like how Ben's just really brushing that off. Like, that is... You were so normal about it. I was like, that is... It's also, bear in mind, the tablet that was that Ben's been using, they've not been... Um, dissolving, dissolving. so were. i pulled out a full tablet no, the other ones were dissolving <laughs> that one didn't dissolve because i did three washes on the same wash because one did it with cold water yeah by accident yeah one did it on a 30 minute wash no one did it on a normal wash but then when i took them out all the ring on the washing machine was dirty so when i pulled my white top off the dirt just went all over my top so i had to wash it again ah. so three washes on the same thing yeah it's good to be home. Some, anyway. some people messaged me after that anyway, saying, I don't know how you deal with people on the internet. Uh, I think the thing to remember with that is, and one thing that I like to remember is that in terms of thinking that people don't like you or not doing things because you think you're not going to be liked, is to remember that most people don't even like themselves. Mm. What? That was wasted on you. It was. Do you know why? Because my brain cells are not all there. If you're scared about people not liking you when you do things, just remember that most people don't even like themselves. Yeah, that's true. That's sad, isn't it? It is very sad. But if you're worrying about people not liking you, just remember that fact that not many people even like themselves. I also 
well, before we got onto the dishwasher tablet conversation, I was going to compliment you saying when I came up the stairs, you had hoovered. You had hoovered. I know. That was just Carl, a great time I was, I was hoovering regularly, wasn't I? Was Do you love hoovering now? How nice I is just, hoovering? I just like having a clean space. It makes me feel, I like the book essentialism because I like minimalism. I don't like a lot of things being around. I realised... How much I do when I was away. No, I realised that as soon as you got back, the house was shit all. No, Ben, I it had was. a few parcels that had arrived oh, as I arrived. There was one single parcel that was here when you were away and it was great. It was also a shit tip because I was unpacking three weeks worth of trekking gear. Of course. No, there's, there was going to be stuff, stuff everywhere. There's other stuff everywhere. There's a new, I've got a new little thing for my car boot. Got a new little box for my car boot to put in essential items if you break down, such as a waterproof coat. Is this a jab at me because I haven't got a car at the moment? No, it wasn't actually. No. Waterproof coat, gloves, water, knocko, snacks, car cleaning equipment, and it's all in a nice little neat box. And I had ordered it yesterday and it arrived. And that is why there was a cardboard box at the front of the house. Thank you very much. I am very tidy. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of minimalism though. And if, I've mentioned this a couple of times. If anyone hasn't read the book or listened to the book, if you're running or whatever, Essentialism is a great book. Mm. It's about being a minimalist. It's about being a minimalist with your environment. It's about being a minimalist with your diary. It's about being a minimalist with the way that you communicate with other people so that you get more of your time back, more of your energy back. And it's not wasted on tasks that are potentially in your life, in your diary, that if you took them out, it wouldn't make any difference to your trajectory or with your productivity. You've read that a few times. I've only read it once. Read it. Yeah. I feel like I didn't relate as hard to you, but I understand why you related to it. Did um did we want to answer some questions? Yeah. That other, was actually the point of today's podcast. Other thing for me, I'm celebrating today. Fucking hell, I thought I'd miss something there. What are you celebrating? I'm celebrating. Twenty second of November. New computer day. Sixty nine days sober. Whoa. Yeah. Congratulations. Sixty nine days. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. I I had some alcohol when I was away. Did you? You didn't <gasps> yeah. tell me this. I don't think it's, I don't, but I'm not going sober. So I don't think it's, to be fair, I've not drank since the wedding. No, since Ash and Loz's wedding. That's a lie. Why is it? You drank with Jane Ella in London? No, I did. Oh, I had a glass, yeah. Um, it's not, I'm not judging you, by the way. I'm no, I know. But so when we got back for the final meal, me and Meg had a red wine each to like clink clink celebrate with everyone yeah. for the final meal when we got back on i think it was sunday night and this red wine was like see-through it was like juice so we had like two two of these and it tastes like juice i actually don't think it was alcohol probably wasn't but yeah i had a drink well i did um we did an event this week when i say we me and cal for men's mental health for november on Monday, we got 12 guys and we went walking at Mofama with the handles that I did the world record with. So 12 guys, 100 pounds, unbreakable spirit. We were the fellowship, the fellowship of the kings. That's exactly what we were. Me and Meg were fucking Frodo and Sam. You were, to be fair. When we were you away, were. that's all we, we kept were, saying. We were, we were trekking up a little tiny molehill and you were trekking up Everest. But it was it was really good. And one of the conversations that we were having amongst us, with, I had with a couple of the guys actually, was about... A lot of them had also gone. <coughs> Sorry, had also gone. It's, it's not called. It's not celibate. What's the word? Sober. Sober. Yeah. Why well, couldn't I think about that? Celibate's where you don't have sex, sex before yeah. marriage. So a lot of them had gone sober, but a lot of them had felt judgment from friends who, when they'd gone sober, there was still a stigma behind it. 
I think this is starting to change a lot. I think the more that the sort of Hoobmans, Chris Williamson's, Steve, the podcast coming out, speaking about some of the benefits of it. And I mean, I'm not going to go sober forever because I think I just want to do it to get my balance back, which I think I'd lost with alcohol. But I think with the rise in these sort of podcasts, the more it's accepted that people want to self-improve and develop and not be peer pressured into drinking. And I think why should people, especially the people, I mean, the thing that I always think of now is how much of life you waste or how many Sundays you waste from just being hungover. Yeah, I've got a fear of hangovers. They really just don't, I don't, I don't, I really just don't like it at all. I hate, it makes me very anxious. I've not been anxious for a very long time. And the thought of having a hangover really just doesn't sit well with me. So I'd rather just not. I'd rather have like a glass of red. Yeah. I'll have mulled wine over Christmas. And I love that and enjoy it. But to get absolutely fucking nailed, it's just not, it's not part of, I don't think it's part of what I want to do. Me and Grant were just drinking 0% beers on the weekend. I know you. So but that was cute. great because there was three lads out and all three of us were drinking non-alcohol yeah. beers. And it was just, just to have the, one of those in your hand and sip on, it was almost, um, is it called, I don't know what you call it, a placebo, but it was just kind of the thing of having something in your hand. You know that a lot of the, the sort of addiction with cigarettes is just the, the habit of having a cigarette in your hand. Mm. It's all, It was almost like that. Yeah, it was almost it. just having something in your hand to kind of pass the time and have a drink of. Um, so yeah, that, that was interesting. But I didn't know you could get alcohol-free wines, which you can as well. Yeah, you can. I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. <laughs> I was just having a scroll through. <laughs> One of the questions... Are we going into our listener questions? I think we should. Should we play a little tune first, Carl? Uh, have we got a tune queued up, maybe? I don't know. Oh, listen that is Carl's I'm embarrassed. Listen to questions. <laughs> <laughs> listen to questions. <laughs> I hated every moment of that. That shouldn't be a thing. Ew, that was like a weird jingle. Try a new one, Carl. We need to make one up. Oh, God. Go, on, go again. Anymore. I mean, do, it, do a little... Oh, Not that. no. Horrible. Uh, that was cute. There we go. Listen to questions, Carl. Um, so this question, they put kind of base campy and I get why, because it's not related to it. <laughs> what they put? I want to know what Ben got up to when you were away other than Tesla shopping. <laughs> Tesla shopping? <laughs> Do you remember the Tesla? Oh shit, yeah. So when this Lucy isn't fucking funny. Away. This was not fucking funny. <laughs> I will also, I will oh, show, I, this was not, I was not in the fucking mood funny. for this. I messaged Lucy. I'm just going to get contacts to show everyone what I no, was I'm currently doing. Um, I messaged Lucy saying, I think I'm putting a deposit down on a Cybertruck, babe. And then she put, I'm chilling in Kathmandu because that was response back from something else. And then she put, what? What are you on about? Bear in mind, because this you, is the context you, of what I was doing, where I was doing. You already have a car. Hold it back towards your faceless. Yeah, I do. Carrying my bag on my back. You already have a car. And I put, yeah, but I think we need more of a truck. Be good for a gym bag and stuff. Kiss, kiss, kiss. No, we don't. What? I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I wasn't in the mood because, right. And then I put, I can pay now on Apple Pay for 100 quid. For the and then he sent me a screenshot of actually where you can pay a £100 deposit. I ba So basically that morning, our flight from Luckler to Kathmandu was cancelled because the... Nepal president, prime minister had landed in Lukla and everything stopped. 
So our flight was cancelled. And when I say you want to leave Luckler, you want to fucking leave and go back to Kathmandu to just be warm and have a shower and all of that. Our thing got cancelled and we were going back and forth trying to sort out uh, basically a helicopter back to Kathmandu. Cost a lot of money. None of us were in the mood. And then Ben fucking chirps up saying, I think I'm going to buy a Tesla. And I thought, you're an idiot. And I could not. And I was walking with this massive 20 kilo bag on my back, things on the front, running to get this this helicopter thing. And Ben is texting me saying, I think I'm going to get a Tesla. And I was like, I'm not in the fucking mood. Don't even get like a Cybertruck. I was like, that's even worse. I was like, please, please don't do that. And I was really stressed because I'd also then turned my 3G on. 4G, whatever you call it, gone off Wi-Fi and it was charging me about £5 every five seconds to tell Ben to not put a deposit on a Cybertruck. I and I was so annoyed. Like that on because they're all quite cool. Absolutely not. I the, think it's the ridiculous. Map black, the map black That's not going to fucking fit in these roads, is it? It will. It's absolutely ridiculous. It really frustrated me and I thought, you've got a car, sell your car then and get a Cybertruck if nah. you really want one. Like I was just, I was so angry and Ben knew he'd piss me off. He was like, don't worry, I'm not going to get one. Love you. Bye. I think we do need and to because you can fit all your gym bags in. And I don't think you fit your gym bag in my car. I just... Anyway, yeah, so that was one of the questions. We will move away from the Everest Base Camp thing because... But a lot of people actually are asking, what did you get up to that you don't usually do when I wasn't around? Uh, played, went to the driving range a couple of times. You could do that with me. The only thing I struggle with sometimes is I struggle with balance. Um... What I mean by that is because we work from home, I just ended up working a lot in the evenings. Mm. What else do I do? I, I pretty much just worked, which is yeah. not not very good. Uh, didn't do much else. You had I. a few friends come and stay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a weekend with... Like your boy mates. Yeah, Elliot came over, Elliot Burton came over for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant came over the weekend, went go... God, go-karting is tough, you know. We'd mm. go-karted for 30 minutes. After we finished of it, I feel like I'd been shagged for 30 minutes. <laughs> I was absolutely knackered. My forearms were like pumped to death because I was just focusing straight for 30 minutes. And now I understand why the F1 drivers are so tired mm. after after a race. Yeah, because it's two hours. In the heat. And yeah. it's, it's more the concentration, the focus. It's crazy. So I did that. Um, I, was, I did a couple of double training days uh, because I'm training for... The High Rocks at the moment in Manchester, I was doing a couple of double training days, which has been a bit of a nightmare because I'm ill again this week, which uh, has pulled me back. But yeah, apart from that, just training, bit of golf, bit of go-karting, just bro stuff. Yeah, bro, bro stuff. stuff. It was nice, yeah. I feel... Oh, we went to watch Chris Williamson's show, it was really good. Me yeah, and Carl. you watched the show. Yeah, that was great. Got went, some steak. Went for a steak, yeah. It was good. Hey, I'm just going to stop this podcast. There are 35% of you who listen on a weekly basis but aren't subscribed to the Not So Fit Couple podcast. And you need to subscribe because it helps the podcast a lot in terms of who we can get on, who you request and what guests and where we can film. Wherever you are listening or watching this episode, if you've taken any value from any of the episodes that you've listened to this year, make sure that you please subscribe to the channel and make sure that you share it and tell your friends. Back to the episode. Do you fear getting older? Absolutely not. I don't fear getting older. I think I don't think I'm quite excited to keep going through life. I think I've not really thought about it until this year. Fear of getting older. I just turned twenty seven. I don't I'm not fear I don't know. I don't know if there would be an age where you start fearing getting older. I've started to think about death more. I don't really think about death. I've started to think about it more now. I mean, if I died tomorrow, 
I'm that doesn't I'm not scared I'm not scared about dying the thing I think the thing I don't want to by the way it's black magic there yeah it's not top of the list to do but it doesn't scare me if I had died on that trip I'm not scared do you know what I mean I'm not I don't fear that maybe I don't don't fear death but I sort of think about it more I think I've started to think about it more in terms of also that wasn't the question it was sorry it was fear getting older I think I've started to think about it more when I'm thinking about a fulfilling potential the thing that scares me is not doing the things that I need to do and should be doing to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish I don't want to reach the end of my life and go oh I just I, I could have done that but I didn't apply myself I didn't do the things I need to do in order to be in that zone in that environment and I, I, I skipped out on this and I skipped out on that I just don't want to I don't want to think back on life and think oh I had the potential and I had the opportunities but you know what I just didn't grab them or let them pass me by. That's, I think, how death motivates me to take the opportunities and drive me forward and take action and not being scared of getting things wrong and just giving things a go because I don't want to think, do you know what, I, I regret. I've, I, I've got regrets of not grasping life by the balls. Yeah. It's a very it's a very deep question. I... I have changed a lot of a per- as a person coming back from that trip, which I'll explain more next week. And me and Meg kept talking about it, like with in terms of like mum and dad, and we look at what they do now. And uh, maybe that may I don't that doesn't fear me getting to their age or fit because they're like they're now living their best life. And I think you go through different stages of life every year. Things change. You grow as a person. You get older. New things happen. You go through different stages. But I think each stage brings a new, like, presence in your life and what it will be. And I don't think you should fear that. I think you should take it as an opportunity rather than being scared. You, it's the inevitable. You can't be scared of the inevitable. So you, you physically cannot be scared about getting older because it's going to happen. So I think you look at it in a different way if you are scared of it to to change that perception of how you feel. Because if you you physically can't change getting older, it's something that naturally happens as humans. Look at it in a way that's going to benefit you and you can seize opportunity rather than live in fear of something that's going to happen anyway. I believe a lot of people, we... put off things or we push life forward because we think oh i'll be happy when or mm. i'll enjoy it or the best part of my life will be when the best the best time of your life is now mm. it's not when this happens or when that happens because you'll always have a different if but when and we keep kicking the can further down the road and moving the goalpost further to say i'll start enjoying life when mm. or i'll start living life when and that'll be the best part of my life and the best the best time of your life is now so you need to just start enjoying the things rather than <coughs> waiting for other things to happen because it will just keep del- delaying and causing an onset of where you can actually start enjoying life. And it's very easy to do. I'll start enjoying life when I get this car or when I've done this to the house or when I've done this in my career or whenever when I've dropped 10 pounds or when I've completed this event or anything along those lines of just attaching your happiness to an achievement or an external validation. And I think that's, really it can be really sad yeah no completely and it's a very easy thing to do especially when we're in such a materialistic world 
it's one of those things that I think naturally it's like, oh, I feel this, I'll do that. It actually, that there's another question that's like quite similar to this topic. So I might ask that and then we go on to a different top of conversation but sorry do you know, on that do you know what quote I actually really like it was a quote that Jimmy Carr gave on the Stephen podcast and I think Stephen asked him what the meaning of life was and Stephen was like you just can't sum up can you and Jimmy Carr said yeah I can and he said life is simply enjoying the passing of time yeah and that was a really good analogy it's a quote yeah it's nice it's Jimmy Carr's quote yeah um so someone has asked, and it's just similar to kind of what we spoke about. What phase of your life would you say you're entering right now? And that's a really fun question. Potentially parenthood. Yeah, I think that's the first thing I think is, fingers crossed, it is anyway. Mm. God, you don't know, do you, until you start trying. But I feel like I'm entering a very peaceful stage of my life. I feel very, I just feel very, again, I think I've changed a lot as a person after that trip from what I've seen and the people yeah. that I met and the people that I saw doing things that I didn't even think was humanly possible, living, like, you know, living, all of that. I feel very, I'm entering a phase of just content. I'm very, I'm just, I'm I'm a bit like, this is, this is how my brain feels. I think you'll 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 probably be in a weird, a weird place for a couple of weeks because you're adapting to a very different way of life. What do you mean in comparison to where I've just been yeah. for the past three weeks? Yeah, and that's what I mean. I can't really like articulate it very well, but I've never been to that side of the world before. If that makes sense, <clears throat> there's no better way to describe it. I've never seen what I saw in that side of the world, and I'm so thankful I have seen it because. It really puts a lot of things into perspective in terms of like gratitude, different different cultures, different life, and um, what we have and what some people don't have and how they're still so happy. So I feel like I'm going to this phase of life where it's like, fucking hell, just, just be. Like keep living, like live life every moment. I don't know, I can't describe it. That was poorly described, sorry guys. But that's how I feel. And oh, I think parenthood's a massive thing that's like here currently that hopefully fingers crossed yeah next year we will become parents mm -hmm. i'm not pregnant by the way guys but um i hope to be soon so that i think that's a whole new phase that we'll both be going through yeah it's something i think's always scared me parenthood yeah i think you'll be a fantastic dad yeah it just i think it's just it's a scary concept isn't it i don't know I don't know if I feel scared for it. No, I don't now. I, I did for many years of my life thinking about it because probably wasn't ready. Mm. I think we both weren't ready at like a certain... I was really paranoid about the whole thing, wasn't I? Until we got married and then I thought, oh, mm -hmm. I could have a baby right now. Like I feel fat. So I don't know. It's a really weird um, perception. Did you want to have a scroll? Um, because I'm going to have a look at questions. Have you got any questions, Carl? Yes, hello. So, uh, one question came in that I thought was quite fun. So, um, Ben, describe Lucy in three words. Three words. And then obviously we'll fire this round the other way. Three words. That's a tough one. I think I've done this before. Mm. I'd say altruistic. Mm. 
Hmm. Very, because I'll explain why for each one. I think altruistic because you're very giving to other people without thought of reciprocation. I would have to say... Is this basing it just off personality? Just to be able to describe them to an alien who's never met Lucy, three words. That's a very good analogy, actually, Carl. <clears throat> because I enjoyed, I think we listened to it somewhere the other night, about, you know, an alien was to look at Earth and take a bird's eye view. How do you think an alien would describe your life? Yeah. We'll go on to that question because I like it. I'd say beautiful. Because? Because I think beautiful is a very... It's a very good description rather rather than anything else because I think beauty is a thing which is within and you're external. And then I'd probably say the easiest one is influential. <coughs> then you have a very positive impact on women in fitness and for people wanting to better their lives and for people to take motivation from the daily things that you do and you put out. Oh, that's fucking adorable. That was really nice, actually. I've never been... Altruistic's a nice one, I think. So do I have to do the, my three... Let's go. Lucy, describe that in three words. Describe that in three words. I'd say super determined. That's two words. Yeah. I was actually just enhancing the word determined. Like, really, like, determined in all aspects fitness, business, life, from completely when I've known you, like the past six, seven years, I don't know how long we've known each other. Yeah, completely determined. Handsome. I like the word handsome. Don't do that there. Yeah, that wink was great. Yeah, that's not doing it. No, really handsome as in just everything about you. I know nobody's perfect. It's not winking, uh. The winking. <laughs> um, yeah, very handsome. And thoughtful. You're one of the most thoughtful people that I've ever met in my whole entire life. You always, like even coming, picking me up from the airport, or you pick me up with flowers and coconut macaroons. And just really thoughtful. And when I was away, Ben had written me three letters that I didn't know I had. And so he texted me and said, look in your... I don't know how you did that, by the way, because so I looked through... I was so anal with my packing. Like, that's so thoughtful. Ben had written me three letters, one for my birthday and then a couple of days after and a couple of days after that. I don't think you explained that very well. What do you mean? I don't think you explained that very well. I had one on the 10th, one on the 14th, no, one on the 19th. I, I, I dated letters and put them in the front of your backpack for you to open on certain dates. Yeah, that. Which is really thoughtful. Proper undersell me about that. <laughs> no, it was really, really thoughtful. Yeah, so I think... And again, not just from that, in all aspects, you always think about how other people feel in certain situations. And that's a, an amazing Thank feature. You. You're welcome. Let's move on to the alien question. Now, that wasn't a question, but I think it's um, I think it's really interesting. What do you think an alien would see if they were to watch your day-to-day -day life? I don't know. What kind of alien? <laughs> In your one? I think they think my life was fun. Why? I don't know, because I'm quite smiley. 
So if they had a perception of looking at just at me, I'm always quite smiley. So I think they would assume that I have a really fun life. Or like, I'm quite like laughy. I laugh a lot. So I think they think, I don't know, I think they get out of fun life. So I'm looking at a different perspective. I think an alien would look at my day to day and think, why does he, why is he obsessed with fitness? And why does he look at a square box with a light screen on for 10 hours a day? Well, I think we're thinking about different aliens. No, but they can't see this. All they can see, they've got a bird's eye view of what you're doing, so they're watching you. Yeah, I still I still think my answer's solid. Like, I think they look at me smiling so much. And But what are they thinking about your day-to-day? It just depends. My, my days are so different, aren't they're they? They're not really. I don't know, that's why. I don't know. But apply this to anyone else who's listening, by the way. What do you think an alien would think of your day? Are they, wa- are, are they watched you from when you got up until you finished work or you went to bed what do you think an alien would think about your life and they don't have any context because they're not there listening to conversations they can't hear what you're saying they can just see what you're doing so again it's a quite a nice concept because a lot of people in these days in the world especially with social media are judged on what they say and not what they do and with the alien analogy you're going to be judged on what you do <laughs> Sorry. going to be judged on what you do and not what you say which I think is what we should be held more accountable to is our actions. Mm. And Chris, the point that Chris was making is that would an alien see that you put higher priority on things that you don't actually want to be putting higher priority on? So if somebody's going to a job that they hate, day in, day out, the alien would think, well, why are they doing that? That's quite an interesting concept. The the original place I saw that was in the book, The Ape That Understood Everything. The book starts with an alien concept of the world. Um, so imagine that an al- not your life but an alien was looking over the world what would they think of the world that's what the concept is which is super super interesting when you think about it yeah I can't think anymore on that I think they just think I'm a happy soul really good question here quite interesting is there any way you can be successful in fitness without a big social media following 100% yeah one hundred percent. Of course, you can. I think when you when you have a larger social media presence, it is helpful. It's not the be all end all, but it's helpful. You can't lie and say pushing to a bigger audience is not helpful to. I don't know whether it's inspire more people or get clients or whatever you want to. That is helpful. There's no word about lying about it, but it's not a necessity to have the big following, to be successful. Who's probably one of the richest people? Like, I know success and money is different things, but who's one of the richest people you know in the fitness industry? Probably Ben Francis doesn't have the biggest following in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I obviously, he's got a big following, but that's developed over time. We didn't start with that. Well, he doesn't have a million, for example. It's a, it's a, a, being a business owner and being an influencer are two different things. I know, like I've said before, a lot of big influencers who don't make a lot of money. I know a lot of people with smaller accounts who make a lot of money. So don't don't put all the weight on. I think what the difficult thing with social media now is it's literally our way, our measurable way of measuring social status because mm. it's literally got a number attached to it, and everyone wants to have higher status. Yeah. And that metric is literally the um, the visible way of seeing that for a lot of people. And also, the question is that any way you can be successful in fitness without a big following, having a big following does not mean you're successful. I think that's a really important thing. Just because you have followers does not mean success. I think that's, 
it gets us that whole thing of, oh, you put a poster up and you get loads of likes and your ego is boosted by the number of likes. That's not, it's really hard, but I don't think that's success based off number of, it's a really hard one. And what your metric of success is. Yeah. If you, if you're, yeah, obviously it's, you have goals of growth on social media and different things. You can absolutely have a smaller following and be as successful as that's the world you want to use as someone who has a million. I, I just, it just might be a little bit easier for the person with a million, if that makes sense. It depends whether you've got a product and you're looking to sell that product mm. because the information and the posts that you put out are going to be way different to someone who's trying to engage the algorithm to try and grow their account as big as possible to work with brands and be paid by brands and have management. You can obviously do both, but they're two very different things and the the way in which you will communicate on social media will be very much dependent on that. If you are a PT or a business owner, the thing that you want to be trying to put out is is, is thinking about what is your avatar or what is your what is your audience's problem that you're trying to solve? How are you how are you helping your audience and how are you helping the world with the content that you're putting out? And that's the thing that I'd be thinking about whenever I'm thinking about content. Yeah, absolutely. And there's obviously, there's loads of different other ways you can do things. You you might not have a massive social media following, but you could have an absolutely amazing email list and you're emailing people or you might do in-person events or you might do, I don't know, like charity work on the side or volunteering or there's something else and it's not, it's not solely based off a number. And I think it can be really hard to not compare to other people who are in the fitness industry because it is a very saturated market now. And that's the most important thing. What I've done recently is I've, <laughs> I've muted a lot of accounts who I follow. M- well, muted or restricted. What's is it? You mute them where you don't see anything. I think it's muted. And sometimes you just have to do that for your own self. If you're, if you if you find that you're comparing to other people and you're not taking inspiration, you're just being quite negative about other people you follow. You can just mute people and you can just do your own thing and don't worry too much about what other people are doing. I think that's quite an important point to make. Okay. Who would win in a fight, a bear or a gorilla? A bear. Are we yeah. talking grizzly bear? Yeah. You've actually no chance. You're getting fucked up by a bear, aren't you? you no that gorilla is being squashed by the bear. This is, this is why that scene's a bit stupid in what's that film? Is it the... Oh, Revenant. Revenant, yeah. He's never fighting that bear off. He's not fighting the bear off. He's not fighting the bear no. off. Maybe it's Winnie the Pooh, you get away with it, but that, a grizzly bear. Have you seen the size of some grizzly bears? Grizzly bears are... Uh, so big. Have you seen how loud they are as well? I, I shit myself just hearing that. Uh, I don't know. They absolutely don't sound like that. Yes, they do. No, they don't. That's the best grizzly bear. Like that. uh, That's what is that noise? It's the best grizzly bear noise you've ever no, heard. No, it's more like a. Go on, you do it. Go on, grizzly bear. I don't think I can. No. Wait. Go on. <laughs> right. You've been watching way too many cartoons with grizzly bears never sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. It's I'd absolutely prefer. not what you did. What's a gorilla noise, mate? There we go. Say, that was a grizzly bear. <laughs> I thought, Cal, I thought that was you then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a grizzly bear. What did gorilla bear. do? No, it wasn't out of the mouth. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Wait, that wasn't the noise. Did you that wasn't... sex noise? No, that uh-huh. wasn't. <laughs> that, wasn't the gr- that wasn't the gorilla noise. <gasps> How do you... <laughs> You need to go have a practice. No, go on. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Wow. You know what I'm trying to do with the chimpanzee? No. Yeah, whether you could make that like continuous noise. No, I don't, Lucy. <laughs> oh, God. What were you going to say? I would win. All right, so we've had a question come in. Um, what <laughs> is the most dangerous situation that the two of you have been in together? Together? Yeah. Um, spring to mind. I think we've been in that many together. <laughs> no, we don't think we've ever been in any dangerous situations together. Oh, that's a flop. I mean, I've been in singularly dangerous situations. Yeah, Go on. Let's hit, hit on this. Ski mountaineering with my father. Yeah, <laughs> when we went, we had, it, was, it was very silly, really. We had to walk along this ice like thing to summit it. And he was like, oh, a couple of months ago, two people died falling off this. And I roped to dad thinking, well, if I go, you go. Were you not in a particularly dangerous situation in Australia when you were driving along a beach or something like that? Yeah, kind of. I wouldn't say it was dangerous. It was more just like, oh my God, we need to get to the boat. There was like, we went to Fraser Island, there was bushfires on the island and we were driving next to them. But we we didn't feel, they weren't, it didn't feel dangerous. (laughs) Your car crashed, but you weren't with me. No. Danger. Danger. I think honestly, the scheme on stowing stuff is probably where I put myself in the most danger. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's mother nature. If she wants to erupt an avalanche... You can't, you can't do anything about it. Okay, so uh, we do have one question that's come in. Um, do you have any advice for taking rest days when it is extremely difficult for me mentally to take one? You got any advice? I think maybe ask yourself, you need to dig deeper and ask why is it so hard for you to take a rest yeah. day? You actually need to answer that question yourself. We can't, we will advise you, do take rest days to be the best version of yourself. You need to have a real sit down and think, why am I so against rest days? There's, there'll be a trigger and a reason. Potentially, it might be to do with calories, food, feel like you're going to put fat on. I think that's one of the biggest causes of people not taking rest days. They feel they're going to get behind when actually taking rest days is very beneficial. So I think there's two sides to this argument. One is, yeah, digging into the deeper reasons of asking yourself, why? Why is the reason that I'm struggling to take a rest day? Um, but for some people that might be because working out makes me happy. It gets mm. endorphin released, makes me feel good. And if you're training for that reason, it's because when you put yourself through the washer, i.e. when you go for a workout, you come out the other side feeling a lot better than train train every single day. But if you're doing it because you feel like uh, I need to expend more energy or I need to expend calories or I'm going to get fat if I don't work out or I'm going to lose muscle tissue if I don't work out, which is a quite a common thing, by the way then they're the kind of questions that you need to ask yourself. And science and applying science usually will will negate a lot of those questions that you're asking of yourself. And what I mean by that is not not training for, you'd have to train for, not train for over four weeks to lose muscle tissue. If you used to start accumulating body fat just from not working out, it, again, it's not, not going to happen super quickly in terms of putting on one pound of body fat. You would need to be 3,000 calories over your maintenance calories and if you're in a deficit anyway it's going to take some doing so simply not doing a training session for a day it's not going to have any impact on that so if you if you start to stop viewing things with a magnifying glass and start to use a telescope i take a step back and have some context it'll probably help you quite a lot in uh, getting too caught up and being too close to a problem 
Um, and a lot of the time, if you're following a training program, it's very easy to take rest days because you're just literally following what's in front of you mm. instead of making it up. I think a lot of people start to second guess themselves when they don't have something in front of them, me included, because you'll just be going through the motions and trying to train every day. Um, I mean, I train most days, but even on some of those days, um, they will be training days where there'll be a, a super easy run uh, or a, a session on the bike, which is really low intensity or low RPE. They're fine to sometimes do. We sometimes refer to these as, as active rest days. Um, yeah, I think that'd be my my take on it. I mean, I took a rest day yesterday and I tend to take a lot of my rest days either when I'm ill or when I'm super busy and it'll be more flexy rather than than scheduled in, which is why we introduced on the MicroJap uh, a feature where you can move your rest days around and your training days around. So your rest days are still in there. However, you can move them around to fit your week. I was just going to say regarding my coach and we probably will go back and tell you at the start of the podcast, our Black Friday launches is now live. It is now live. Oh my God. We didn't even tell you. You can get the quarterly membership. The quarterly membership is already discounted heavily. And we're giving you another 50% on top of the quarterly membership. So you can get three months on my coach for £45, which is honestly ludicrous. And I didn't actually know that that was the offer until I landed back home. And I thought that is absolutely insane. That is incredible. And yeah, you can use the code. What is the code? BF50. This is the biggest discount that we've ever done. And on probably ever will app. do. And it will never be this again. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why we've done it, to be honest, because usually our membership is £40 per month. I questioned it when I got home. <laughs> so you're literally getting two months for £5. Yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. We might even take it down earlier because that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I wasn't here to make that decision, but here we are getting 50% off the quarterly membership, which is absolutely wild. So make sure you hit the link below, get it whilst it's there because it's not going to happen again. You'll get three months. When, Carl? Friday at 7 p.m. Oh yeah, so 48 hours, 24 hours, 24 hours. Is it not? 48 hours. Oh, so Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday at 7 p.m. Sorry, my fault. 48 hours get yourself involved if you've got any questions drop them on the podcast or dm my coach or dm myself that, and ben individually that will also get you access to the start of the new year challenge it's always our biggest oh one gosh, of the year it's all happening it is which actually means if anyone's doing high rocks you can get three months worth of high rocks coaching for 45 yeah. pounds which if you were to go to a personal <laughs> trainer how much are you looking at for three months of high rocks coaching? 600 quid yeah. 200 a month maybe i mean we do one-to-one so we also know that that is insane behavior Get yourself involved, BF50. You can get it below. Indeed. And I think that's the end of this week's episode. Yeah, it is. Short and sweet. Short and sweet and snappy. Next week will be myself, Megan, being interviewed by Ben mm-hmm. for the Everest Base Camp and Abu Dhabi Base Camp. Well, episode. Can't breathe properly. Episode, which is so exciting. We're very, very excited for that one. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We did not miss an episode whilst I was away for three weeks. I feel like that deserves a review. Yeah. And it also, what's that word? Also deserves a follow on Spotify, wherever you are. Hit the notification bell. Absolutely. On YouTube to be notified of new episodes. Yep. And on that note, we will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye.